The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Comment ça va? Comment ça va soir? Well, for the Montreal Canadiens, it's going considerably better than it was just 24 hours ago as your Montreal Canadiens win over the Ottawa Senators 2-1 to one to get themselves back to 500 for this meaningless preseason record of 2-2, two and two, but a much more inspired effort uh, overall, looked a lot better. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the 2021-22 preseason edition of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and that was that was much better. I mean, you got to say overall, the the sort of Montreal Canadiens looked way better than they did on Friday night. Um, definitely took it to the Ottawa Senators a lot better. Actually, you know, overall dominated that game and uh, you know, d- deserved the win that they got. Uh, still not quite close to the actual team that we'll be expecting for the season opener, but uh, getting a little bit closer day by day. Uh, you know, they're starting to slowly cut some players and uh, send some people back down, send people down to the AHL, put some people on waivers. Uh, surprisingly enough, they even put Lucas Vademo on wa- waivers, which was, uh, I mean, a bit of a shocker for myself and for some other people as well. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, the team's starting to shape up and definitely. A much, much better effort on Saturday night on home ice. Uh, game started out, you know, not looking so great. I mean, they were definitely getting the lion's share of the shots. But, of course, the scoring got opened by none other than Tim Stutzla. Tim Stutzla, who I will admit grudgingly, I have some jealousy over the Ottawa Senators because he is a very good player and he's going to be a very good player in the NHL. He gets a tip on a point shot. Uh, puts the Senators up one nothing, and it's starting to feel there. Like even though the Habs are getting the lion's share of the shots, like they might, uh, they might take another beating at the hands of the Senators. However, however, uh, not a whole lot would happen after that. Uh, all the way into the second period, Habs get a power play in the second, uh, and they had looked dangerous on the power play uh, even in the first period. But they get one in the second, and Brennan Gallagher making his first appearance of the preseason, gets one, uh, gets a giveaway, actually. Uh, broken stick leads to a nice giveaway to him in the kind of high slot, like in the face-off circle area, and he absolutely rips one. Top corner. Ties the game up for the Habs at 1-1. to And then, in the third period, another one. This time it was a pass intended for Brendan Gallagher. Uh, kind of slides right through the slot into Nick Suzuki at the high slot, and he rips one of his own. Absolutely rips it. Uh, puts the Habs up 2-1, to one, and that's how it would end. That is how it would end. Not a super eventful game, especially when you're uh, contrasting it and juxtaposing it right next to that game uh, the previous night where there was, there was nine total goals and you only have three. 
uh, the very next night. So obviously a relatively uneventful game. But it's kind of what you're looking for is an uneventful game. After getting destroyed 7-2, to you don't want necessarily something with a very high-scoring affair. You want to settle things down a little bit. And as I've been saying throughout the course of these preseason episodes, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not the game, even though it kind of is a game. But we're talking about practice. So we got to think about what did we learn and what did we learn? What did we learn? from this particular 2-1 to one victory over the Ottawa Senators. Well, let's start with uh, my player of the game. I know I didn't name a player of the game in the last episode because it was such a horrible overall game that uh, you know I didn't necessarily feel like anybody deserved to be named player of the game. Uh, I'm giving that one to Alexander Romanov this time. He was unbelievable for the Montreal Canadiens. He looks like he's in uh, absolutely great shape. <clears throat> he's coming across the ice. Uh, landing some really big hits. He landed a beautiful hit. Uh, I think it was in the first period where he came across, uh, met the guy at the boards just inside the blue line. The the way that he hits, I talked about this uh, with my buddy Patrick from Eyes on the Prize when we did a podcast uh, during the top 25 under 25. The way that Romanov hits, he always has his elbow tucked in. His arm is always down. He drives through with the shoulder. He makes it look effortless, and he's just so good at putting those hits on that they're they're always clean and they're very hard as well he's a heavy dude uh he looks excellent honestly this was something that we had i'd talked about with a couple people over twitter and in general i've talked about this with some of my friends as well i'd like to see him form a pairing with jeff petrie maybe for a little bit this season i think that could be a really interesting pairing and um jeff petrie looked really good in the game too so there's you know, there's the, there, there's that possibility there, but at the end of the day, uh, Romanov gets my player of the game because he just looked great in all facets of the game. If this is him taking the next step, which I really hope it is, again, you don't want to read too much into the preseason, but I hope this is him, you know, showing that he's ready to take that next step. And if it is, it could be massive for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, David Savard in his preseason so far has looked like he's going to take some time to get up to speed. Uh, I'm not concerned about that because, again, you don't want to read too much into the preseason. But if it does take him time to get up to speed, Romanov taking that next step and becoming a legitimate, you know, possible top four defenseman would be massive for the Habs. Absolutely massive. And if that game against the Senators is any indication, he's pretty close to taking that next step. So there's, there's reason to believe that that might be the case. And he, he could end up being a huge linchpin on the back end for the Montreal Canadiens. If he plays like that night in and night out, get him some consistency. And make sure that you're giving him consistency in his minutes as well. Because that was part of the problem last year, I think, uh, in terms of him having consistent play, was that he was not getting consistency in terms of his minutes or in terms of his partner on defense. So I'm really hoping that they're able to achieve that for him because he looked uh you know, he looked absolutely show ready against the Senators. Another person who looked show ready and I was very close in my mind before recording this podcast to give player of the game to who I believe should be the next captain of the Montreal Canadiens, Brendan Gallagher. Man, he, at the end of last year, when he came back from injury and he had to go and he did a quick conditioning game in, in uh, Laval and he came back, you could tell that he was missing something. He didn't have his usual gas tank, right? 
he showed every bit of that gas tank against the Senators there. So I think he's back to full tank Gallagher. And not only that, I mean, he, he scored with a ridiculous shot, an absolute beauty of a shot where normally, you know, the typical Gallagher goal is him being down in that dirty area and banging in a garbage goal. Uh, no, this one was just a pure snipe. He took advantage of a giveaway and sniped it. Uh, and more importantly, though, again, is the fact that I think he's back to full tank Gallagher. He looks like he's got all of his stamina back, and that's massive for this team. We know how badly they did last year when he was out, and the fact that he's back now and that he looks like he's got that stamina back is, again, massive for this Montreal team. Uh, They need him. They need him to be good. And it seems like he might be potentially a third-line player this year, which is wild. If, If you have a lot of depth, if a player like that can be on your third line, and he might end up you know, playing some games on the third line, which gives you a, a very interesting dynamic in terms of scoring ability. Like they, they'll have some scoring up and down their lineup, um, which could be very beneficial for this team, right? They, they they benefited a lot from rolling four lines in the playoffs. They benefited a lot from rolling four lines in the playoffs, and if they're able to do that for the course of an entire season and have a guy like Gallagher on their third line and have him back to full tank, uh, it again they could be much better than we would necessarily expect them to be. There are a few other guys I want to talk about before I end this podcast real quick. Um, Ryan Paling. I I wasn't thoroughly impressed with his game. I mean, he played two nights in a row, right? He played the Friday night game, uh, didn't look great, looked better on Saturday night against the Senators, honestly. Uh, Looked better than Mathieu Perrault did, and I think that is probably one of his competitors for a potential fourth-line spot. So uh, I would say I think Ryan Paling looked good enough to center the fourth line for the Montreal Canadiens. So I think he may be pretty close to, if not uh, a lock for that fourth-line center spot uh, on the big club this year. So he may not be spending any time in the AHL, at least to begin the season. Uh, I think he's, he's pretty close to taking that spot. Last but not least... Let's talk a little bit about Caden Primo. Caden Primo and Net looked much better than he did in his first outing. And this time he got a full game under his belt. Uh, he made a number of pretty good saves. He looked very confident in the net. He was moving well. Uh, the only goal against was a tip by Tim Stutzla, which you know, Tim Stutzla is a fantastic player. And that was a really, uh, really good tip that he made. I don't think Carey Price is necessarily going to be expected to be stopping that. So... Uh, no fault on Primo for that goal. He he looked great, and that's great news for the Laval Rocket that they're going to have uh, potentially him coming back with a lot more confidence, uh, having gotten some good NHL minutes during the preseason. Uh, and if Carey Price is not, in fact, ready to start the regular season, then he could uh, potentially serve as the backup to Jake Allen. So he might actually, you know, who knows if he'll get any games, but the fact that he's showing some confidence and showing a, a, a bit a better movement, I would say, in the crease in his second preseason game is, is a good indicator that either Laval is going to be very happy with him or he can serve as an excellent backup to Jake Allen until Carey Price is ready to go. Next up, we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs again on Tuesday night. And now is where we should probably see pretty close to the actual Montreal Canadiens lineup. So... Uh, Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because we are getting a lot closer to seeing what the real Habs are going to look like this season. 
that's it for the podcast today. Uh, we're running. Oh, again, we're going over 12 minutes. So once more, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you, especially people who are tuning into preseason episodes. I mean, nobody cares about the preseason. It doesn't even matter. We're talking about practice. We're on Spotify. We're on Megaphone. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. Thanks for listening and à la prochaine.